Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. It's alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they will see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. We are at Major Week, first major of the season, PGA Championship, Harding Park. Of course, I can't go to it because COVID, but um, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll break that one down to you, recap last week's action. Hope everybody had a good weekend. You can find me on Twitter at BD Intric and my co-host, as always, at DFS Golf Gods, who apparently had a great weekend. So how are you doing, Jesse? I wouldn't even put it as great, dude. <laughs> I would not put it as great. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I don't know if you want me to just jump right into it or whatever. Go for it. But... I'm jealous because you, you get to golf. So, <clears> so I played in the uh, the pencil uh, the pencil Paintsville Invitational Tournament this past weekend, and it's the it was the 80th edition of this tournament, right? Um, and it's about an hour and a half drive. Buddy, buddy's from down there, so we go down there Friday, play a practice round. Play Saturday, um, and I was kind of keeping up a little bit with DraftKings, but not really. I mean, the service was really bad around the golf course, so I didn't have my phone out. Playing in a golf tournament, didn't really give a shit. I get off the golf course. Um, I'll get into how I play here in just a second because that's one. Of the, it's one of the most ridiculous rounds I've ever had in my life. But I get off the golf course, and somebody had messaged me on Twitter and was like, "Good luck, you know, I'm rooting for you." <laughs> what? And I was like, that can only mean one thing, right? Like, I've got to be gotta be live i gotta be top of one of these gpps so i'm like fucking walking around this parking lot like fucking my phone in the air trying to <laughs> and i finally get it dude and i'm sixth place in that half half million dollar the like the replacement for the 20 dollar. this is at like 5 30 ish on sunday so yeah <laughs> and um so like i'm like oh fuck i'm i am live in this i mean like when i checked it i was winning like 17 grand right so I text a buddy. I'm like, dude, I think I'm live in this. You know, get on DraftKings and find this contest, and you know, basically sweat it out for me. So he did, and uh, all my guys shit the bed. Ended up making uh, two hundred dollars. Was all said and done. But the, the 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 craziest part was, so I played in this golf tournament. Um, you have to declare for the championship flight, then they split it up into two flights. This may bore the shit out of some people, so skip it on ahead if you want to. But it's just like one of those stories that I just like telling because it's fucking ridiculous. So I shoot 77 the first day, two shots back, first flight. Guy's leading 75, obviously, right? So typically in all these things that I play in, you got to improve the next day. You can't just go out and have a worse score and have a chance. Yeah, you'll never win. Right. So yeah, and Todd, you I'm two happen. shots back, and there's like three or f- at least probably six or seven guys in front of me who have who, who had a better score than me the day before. So first hole – um, I hit two trees, didn't have a penalty stroke, but I hit like, sh- like struck two trees to where it was like echoing down this, we're playing up in these hollers, mountains, yeah. Eastern Kentucky and, uh, took a six, double the next hole, part the next hole with like a fucking three foot slider downhill par putt that like, if I didn't literally, if I didn't leave the pin in and if it didn't hit the pin and drop, it was going to go off the green next hole. I birdied it. Doubled the next hole with a three putt, buried a twenty five footer, a twenty five foot birdie putt on the on the next hole, which is the sixth hole. So at this point, I have what 
three doubles and a birdie. Yeah. And so I'm, what, it's five over. Five over. Next hole's a par five, hit a good drive, knock it on the green. Day before, I knocked it on the green as well and three-putted it. This time, this time I hit on the front of the green, pin was on the back. Last time I hit on the back, on the back of the green, pin was on the front. So uphill putt, leave it 10 feet short. Oh, no. Lip it out. Three putt par. <laughs> Next hole, four putt double. Oh, so man. four doubles on the front, two birdies. I parred, I parred the par three, uh, which is the last hole. With a, uh, I made a 25 foot uh, par putt on that hole. Anyways, long story short, shoot 81. So I, I roll back in. I'm like, there's zero zero percent chance I have. I'm going to cash in, you know, this. So then I'm like, complete straight into DraftKings. What's going on with it? Going to find out. I finished sixth. I don't really know how. Top five got something. Um, but yeah, and then so so then I hop in the car. Me and my buddy gets done. We hop in the car. We start heading back and. We're telling each other about my round, and I'm kind of like reading these texts that this dude sent me, and everybody's just completely shit the bed. I, I don't have a clue what happened. Mm-hmm. Did you have Brendan Todd by chance? I had Brendan Todd. I had yeah. on this team. I had Thomas Berger, Lewis, Brendan Todd, Chez, and Cantlay. Hmm. Yeah, it was Todd because um, I was up to about sixth place at one time on the three max three dollar, looking pretty uh, pretty jazzy going uh, midway through Sunday. And then Brooks decided to trunk slam at the end, and then Todd trunk slammed, and I went to like sixty fifth place. It was fun. Well, I saw fun. like I, I I was rooting against Brooks because I didn't have any Brooks <laughs> at all. So, but well, yeah, Brooks. the the guy who was texting me was like, don't, "Just don't even look, dude. Don't even look at the. Just don't yeah. even look." He's Brent like, "Good Todd luck getting went, your money back now." I'm like, yeah, Brendan <laughs> Todd went off. <laughs> the but, thing, hey. that, dude. You know what's even funnier? is one of my buddies who who's been like i i had a i had played a lot with him in DraftKings, and he he's kind of been out of the game because he started he got a kid and doing his business and shit so he's kind of not been in but he texted me on on wednesday night and was like texting me about some odds and i was like i don't have a book and you know those odds look pretty good to me and i was like throw you ten dollars on brendan todd he's like what i said dude you fucking you wipe your ass with ten dollar bill throw ten dollars on it He's going to do 25. Oh, he no. put $25 at 125 on Brendan Todd to win that golf tournament. And that oh, motherfucker man. shot five over. Yep. It was all in the back. Too. Like, he didn't have one birdie the entire round. Not <laughs> he one went the entire birdie round. fucking free. Yeah. It was like, dude, that should be like a bonus on DraftKings. Like a birdie free round. That should be like a bonus of some sort. Minus but, yeah. three strokes game putting. Yep. Oh, God, dude. Oh, it was brutal. Thing. Like I said, I didn't get to watch it live. I was busy doing stuff. I was checking the phone nonstop, and I was just like, oh. He'd be like within 10 feet for birdie, miss. Eight feet for birdie, miss. I'm like, what is going on? This is, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was rough, but hey, it was fun. It was fun. We got the more this week, but JT takes it down back to world number one for JT. Brooks, I love Brooks. Like, this is why I like Brooks Kepka. And a lot of people don't like him because of this, but I love he's just an asshole and he knows it. And I love every bit about it. They asked him when he uh, he went into the drink on eighteen, and it was an aggressive line. It hit the like the, the rough on the left and bounced into the water. But it's the line he has to take to birdie eighteen. It's a tough birdie hole if you're sitting in the middle of the fairway. You have to take that aggressive line. We've seen uh, certain guys do it and it's worked out really well. So Brooks took it, and he goes, "Ah, eh, it was a great shot. I don't regret. I don't regret it at all. I guess I lined up a little too far to the left, maybe a little farther to the right. It would have been just fine. But hey, you got to go for it, right? I have nothing to worry about." Right. And then someone someone tweeted out that uh, Brooks went double. Bogey, bogey, 
finishing up like a three something like dedicated no, to three six mafia. He went three six to finish at the end. Yeah, though, Memphis is on three six mafia. I saw that. Yeah, that was so funny. And Brooks says, "Yep, yeah, coming in hot. Yeah, coming in <laughs> hot for the PJ Championship. Yeah, I love it. I just love it. But uh, it was a fun tournament. Some some things you expect. Some what about didn't. Phil Mickelson, dude? I didn't even realize he was in the top. First of all, he, he was in the second. golf tournament, but he finished second. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Good lord! And he Jason had a bad played well. Yeah, Dave's been playing well a few weeks. We're going to talk about him later. Dave's been actually playing decent golf right now, which is scary because the second we buy in, he's going to have a back spasm. I can already tell. So we got to expect this that week. coming. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm actually he's on my list for the first time in God knows how long. So that'll be a fun. But any other takeaways? Um, Ricky kind of fell apart on Sunday, as you'd expect. Uh, Benny on was there. He fell apart, uh, but it was JT and Brooks coming to the end, which you kind of expected at WGC. The big boys usually show up. They were there at the end. And uh, JT, like, I can't remember where we saw it. I think he's got, what, 13 wins now, and uh, well over half of them are in small field events like this. Like, he just basically dominates the small fields. It's pretty entertaining, but the boy can play. That's all I know. Made a shit ton of money, too, doing it. Eight one point eight. Yeah, they said Brooks Brooks bogey on eighteen, lost four hundred and fifty five thousand. Yeah, but then he still made like sixty four thousand more than whoever won the Barracuda. Speaking of which, yeah. Richie Wierenski, my boy. Yeah, I mean, we called that shit though that that shit yep. was going to happen. Yeah, that's like I, he was coming in probably hotter than anybody in that field. Just a birdie machine, Stableford scoring. Given, I think it was like the fifteenth or sixteenth hole, he wedged it in from the fairway for an eagle, a five point eagle. That was oh, really? uh, bananas. Oh, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to watch more of that, but uh, every channel that said it was on was the LPGA tournament, not the Barracuda. So I didn't really get to watch any of it live. So that was uh, entertaining there. But uh, any other takeaways from the weekend before we get to the PGA uh, Championship? Let's go to the fucking PGA Championship. we got a major, man. Let's get into this shit. Let's talk major. We have a, And this is a, this is interesting this week. I want people to – because I, I already know the Slack chat will have a million questions. It's already happened once today. It's 156 men, which is more than normal. And the cut is T70 and ties this week. It's not T65. So keep that in mind when we're sweating on Friday. Mm. A heavier cut this week. Okay. I guess the PGA of America wants to keep T70s and ties this week. So that's happening. Obviously, we haven't played a lot of Harding Park, but do you have some past event history for us? I don't. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> there really isn't. It's like You're going to hear the WGC, WGC match play and like the WGC championship. Tiger, Rory, <laughs> there you go. They played a they play a president's cup there too or something. Yeah, it, but the thing is, those it was a different course then. Like they've remodeled it so much and done so many things to it. And I'll tell you about the course, TPC Hardy Park. It's absolutely beautiful. I've driven by it many times. I've walked around it. Have not got to play. I was actually going to play it this year. Obviously, these things happen. So um, that didn't end. And my buddy that lived there that had the connections, he's now living in San Diego. So don't know when I'm going to get to play it again. So that'll be really cool. But uh, it's going to be a par 70, 7,234 yards. But they have said there's a handful of holes that they might move the tee boxes around throughout the tournament, so it could stretch out to 7,400 depending on the day. So that's something to keep in mind um, when you're looking at this. Um, there's three short par fours; those those are the ones they can kind of extend if they need to. But the moral of the story: six par fours between 450 and 500, and one par four over 500. So very very long course for a par 70. Um, the rough right now is four to five inches. They might try to trim it down. They might not. It is nasty. There's a guy on Twitter, Michael, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, Fairly, at Michael Fairly ZA. Saw him on Twitter last night. He's doing it again today. He's got access to the course. I, If you look at his Twitter profile, he's not a reporter, nothing, but it's a public course, so he's walking around. 
And um, he's been taking video. Like yesterday, he was out there with no one on the course taking video of hole by holes, giving you the videos. And it was pretty cool seeing how tight the fairways are, how far the rough's growing out, uh, some of the greens that are kind of elevated and then roll off, some of the spots where like there's no fringe to catch it. So there's you got to have good around the green grains, the bunkers, a lot of differences there. There's a little water on the course, not going to mess with you a ton. The moral of the story, they're, they're tree-lined fairways. And then, like I said, the fairways are brought in. Um, there's a lot of dog legs, so you can get, get creative. Uh, bombers do thrive here, but you have to hit it straight. If you don't hit it straight, you're in trouble. Big, big thing here. Um, the other thing is there's rumors they might try to make it run quick, so not water it a lot. But we're in the San Francisco. It's supposed to be 50 to 65 degrees and overcast, so it's not going to be like it's super hot. And uh, the other thing to th- keep in mind also means the ball won't travel as far. Keep that in mind. And um, bent grass greens. They, they changed. They took the Poe out like four or five years ago. Bent grass greens are in there. So that'll be a little different for the California feel. But moral of the story, you need accuracy. You need good, like, long iron play, like 180 to probably 220, depending on the hole. You're going to be very good in that range. And uh, I'd say really good around the green. But bogey avoidance would be very strong as well. So what are you looking at this week, Jesse? Yeah, a lot of same stuff. I mean, I saw a tweet, like, from somebody. I can't I don't forget who it was, but they were – basically leading to the fact that these guys are going to be taking crazy lines off the tee and will tear this place apart. If they want to be able to play out of the, the rough, if they think they can, there are lines where you can literally just launch stuff. But I think that's why they're making the rough so penal. And then these greens might be a little dried out that you're going to want to be able to catch the, the green. So it's going to be so, a little tricky. So you, you think more accuracy than, than bomber. I right? think you're going to, I think, well, I think bombers is key. If they're accurate, like, you know, when Bryson's on, he's more like accurate, more accurate than anybody in tour. But um, it just depends on where they're missing. Like we said this at the farmers and Leishman couldn't find a fairway and he went and won the goddamn golf yeah. tournament. So yeah, right. it just depends on how much they let the greens dry out. And it's going to be like I looked at the weather. It's going to be very overcast, like wet in the mornings. So it's going to be tough to dry it out a ton. So kind of, I guess I wouldn't say I think Bombers still have an advantage. It's such a long course. But uh, like if a short hitter misses the fairways, they're just you're praying for par. So it's do, stuff like that. Do you um how how far is it from the coast? It's right there. Like the, you'll see the ocean from the course at certain gotcha. spots. Not from all the spots because there's a lot of trees, but there's certain parts. Like when I'm driving by it, the ocean's on my left and the course is on my right. Like you can see it right there. Gotcha. All right. So, so yeah, it'll be foggy in the mornings potentially, gonna be chillier than they're used to. It'll be quite interesting. But, do you uh, um so no rain really in the for- forecast or anything or no, they're like they're saying potentially like heavy fog like heavy misty fog so not really rain but it might be a little wet that's what i'm thinking like the rollouts might be a little tricky that makes wet or rough tougher to work right. out of uh that's, that's why i think fairways are gonna be very very critical in this one got you and then he, he also took a video he was there yesterday afternoon this michael gentleman of like some fairway bunkers that were still wet from the morning that'll make them harder to hit out of so keep that in mind like it's a interesting golf course very very good golf course um, before we get into the DraftKings picks and all that good stuff, FanshareSports.com has been a great sponsor and a not sponsor, but friend of the show. And uh, you can get Fanshare Sports 20% off using promo code ALWAYSPRESS. Some of the things I was looking up this week, um, the last six events just in California, there's all diff- they have a bunch of new features here. Guys that have played well on the West Coast, basically. Rom, Adam Scott, Rory, Leishman, Rose stand out as guys that play well on the West Coast. Couple other ones here um, in the last six majors in general. Who has scored the best in the majors? You want to guess who's number one? Justin Thomas. That's Brooks. Mm, that makes sense. Brooks, yeah, Fuck. Brooks is averaging a hundred DK points over the last six majors. The next guy up, Xander Shoffley, eighty. 
20 point gap between the two. So that's pretty, uh, pretty significant in my mind. Jordan Spieth's up there as well, but uh, six majors there. A couple other things. The last six events on bent grass greens. Patrick Cantley leads the way. Justin Thomas, Finau, Reed, and Matsuyama are uh, bent grass fans. And then the last six, par 70, 7,200 to 7,400. Similar grouping because last week's uh, event fell into this range as well. But Brooks leads the way there. Tiger is second, but I'm not touching Tiger this week, I'll be honest. Uh, Morikawa, JT, Neiman, and McElroy are near the tops on that list. All right, Jesse, without further ado. 10K and above. JT at 11.3, Brooks at 11.1, Rory 10.7, Rom 10.5, Bryson 10.3, Xander 10,000. Where are you going up top? It's a great question, man. I mean, obviously, any of these guys can win. I think any, anybody above 8K has a def- decent chance, but obviously these are the your top favorites or whatever. Um, it's Man, it's, this is going to be a lot of difficult <laughs> decisions here. Uh I'll start with just kind of playing the ownership angle. I think Rory um, from ownership angle will be the least owned potentially of these, of these guys up top here. Uh, Brooks will be popular, especially coming off his last week. He's performed very well, obviously in PGA championships in years past JT. It'd be interesting to see his ownership, obviously coming off the win. um, Number one in the world playing really well. Uh, He has won a PGA championship in the past. I do believe. Um, Yeah. So his ownership will be interesting to me. I, I I don't mind playing any of those guys. Um, you know, Rom is another interesting guy. You know, he's obviously he he didn't have a great week last week. I think he finished plus one for the week. Yeah. So four under on Sunday, which damn good round. Um, you know, six birdies, two bogeys. You know, just I don't really know. Didn't hit. Doesn't seem like he hit it that well. Didn't hit a whole lot of the greens last week. Was not hitting a whole lot of fairways, um, but did figure something out on Sunday. Last time he figured something out on Sunday, he went one the next week. So I don't mind him either. Bryson, you know, Bryson's a GPP play only at the, at this point. Um, he's very up and down. Uh, but would it surprise me if Bryson won? No. Would it surprise me if he finished top ten? No. Would it surprise me if he missed the cut? No. Uh, so like of, of these guys up top, like the guys that I definitely want to play are Rory, Rom, Bryson. I think Xander's fine again, you know, at 10K. I, I don't know that I want to really pay that much for him, but, um, he had a decent showing finish. We finished sixth last, this past week. Yep. Yeah. Got me a little bit of money in ODA. So, uh, all right. OAD, sorry. Um, but, you know, I, man, from an ownership perspective and just, the potential that Rory McIlroy has, I've I've got to ride with Rory as my number one up top here. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. Obviously, Xander finished T six. I think he was four shots off the lead or five shots off, and he had a quad on Saturday that was just dumb. On like it was a par three or something, just a stupid quad. If he just pars that hole, I know you, it's golf is golf, but literally just talk about one hole ruining the whole thing. He played really good golf last week, so I like Xander at ten k quite a bit in this field. Um, JT and Brooks are both on my list as well. Uh, I think it, it's weird seeing two guys over 11,000 in one tournament. So I think the ownership might be a little low on say a JT Brooks should be popular, but uh, we'll see on that one, but you can't go wrong in any of them. Uh, would you be shocked if any of them won? No, not, not at all. Rory, you know, if the second you start, you know, sleeping on Rory's, he's going to come and just curb stomp everybody. So, right. uh, I'm with you there on the, if he's low owned, that's a, that's why, that's why I played a lot of Brooks last week because he came in at 8% ownership. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to fall for that one. Like, it's just certain guys don't deserve low ownership. You play that game all day long because you can take the chalk elsewhere. So 
with you 100% on that. Uh, let's head into the 9K range now. Webb Simpson at 97, Cantley at 94, Tiger Woods at 92, and DJ at 9,000. Like, this is one of those ranges that big names, some guys with some questions. Uh, what do you like in this range? This is the soft pricing for you. I mean, fucking four guys in the 9K range and nobody at like 99 or 90. I mean, what are you doing, DK? Um, let's start. I mean, start with Webb, dude. Like, Webb's about like Xander for me. Like every time I, I want to play him, he, he plays like shit. And then when I don't, he burns me. Um, but the dude hits a lot of fairways typically, which, I mean, he's not, you know, pounding it out there with, with Rory or Rom or any of those guys, but he's, he's getting it in the fairway. Um, he's got a good short game. Uh, it seems to me like this sets up pretty well for him. Kevin agrees. Hey, I appreciate that, Kevin. Uh, so, I mean, it, it just seems to me, especially after you were just talking, like it's got to be a web week. Um, I think Cantlay's okay. Uh, you know, I, I played him last week, and it was one of those things where he started really, really badly and ended up coming on pretty well. Where did where did he finish? Cantlay finished. Yeah, he finished 35th. 35th. You know, he, he started off 73, then 72, then 65 on Saturday and, seven, and 67 on, on Sunday. Um, so I think he's okay. T- Tiger's a big question mark for me. So is DJ. Um, I don't know if I really want to touch either one of those guys, but where did DJ finish last week? He finished high. He played well. He played really well. Um, well, right. Yeah. He, yeah. He, finished, he fell off a little towards the end on Sunday, but he, he was coming in pretty good. It's, uh, you know, he all four rounds in the 70s as well, too. I mean, the 60s, sorry. All four rounds in the 60s for him. Still though, um, I I feel like the nine k price he'll 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 be chalky. So, mm-hmm. do I want to bet the other way? I typically do. Does it burn me? It usually does. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, but I think all four of these guys are playable. It's a fucking stupid range. They only have four guys in this range. It is pretty crazy seeing only four guys. I do love Webb at ninety seven. Accurate off the tee, very good with the long irons. I said earlier, you have to have that long iron game. He can also work it around the green. It sets up perfect for him. Uh, there was a stat from when the uh, WGC played here in 2005. That year alone, second hardest fairways to hit on tour, obviously a long time ago. It was second only to um, Quell Hollow, where Webb plays very well. And he's won before. He lives there. He plays there a lot. Kevin knows all about that. So um, I think it fits, this fits Webb's game beautifully. So Webb at 97, big fan of. I will not touch Tiger Woods this week. That cold weather at his back scares the living snot out of me. Uh, this is just... It has British Open flashbacks all over it, so I'll stay away from that. Um, DJ at 9,000 is a very fun GPP play, like big-time upside. Talk about a guy if he can bomb it all over the place. Usually he's pretty accurate off the tee. When he starts spraying, it's when we're in trouble. So um, I think DJ in a GPP, I'd almost – I think I'd almost rather have – I don't know. I don't know if I want to say I want him over Bryson with that $1,300 savings. I see a lot of uh, similarities in what their game is right now, just the craziness of it, that that price difference could be huge. But – Webb is pretty much the only guy I want in this 9K range right now. Let's go 8K. Burger 88, nice finish on Sunday to get that uh, T10 finish at the St. Jude. More Kawa at 86, going to be super popular. Hovland 85, Jason Day 84, Fowler 83, Matsuyama 82, Fitz 81, Reed and Hatton both 8,000. Where are you looking at in the 8K range? Yeah, I mean, uh, Burger finished second. Top for second. You said said top 10, which which is not untrue, but – Finished second last week. Um, 
I'll go back to him. You know, he's he's playing some of the best golf in the world right now. I mean, it, you know, obviously take away that miscut at the Memorial, difficult track. He, before that, he had one, two, three, four, five straight top five, top tens. Um, so, you know, six out of the last seven, he's top ten. Then I'll, I'll ride Burger all day long. Morikawa, from you know, just a stats perspective, uh, I like that. You know, the, obviously the issue with with Colin is he's young. Um, he is a California boy, though, correct? Yep, he went to Cal Berkeley, just right yeah. down the street. So right. you got to think he's been here. A few I times. think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might know it, and and maybe that'll help calm some of the nerves. Uh, Hovland, kind of same boat, but I like them both. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things where these guys are going to win majors. Um, is it going to be, you know, in the next five years? I don't know, but I definitely expect in the next. 10 years that these guys have won a couple majors. Uh, so, you know, getting top tens now or top twenties or even just making cuts at this point, be big for them, I believe. Um, and I think they can win this year. I just, you know, obviously don't know that they will. Hideki from a stats perspective too. I mean, you know, Hideki is his game. It's been really weird this year. Um, especially since the, since the break, he was playing really, really good golf. It's about like Rory, but after the break, you know, he just, one of those guys who has not found it uh, top 20 last week though. So, um, you know, not terrible three out of the four rounds in the sixties, you know, at, at the WGC there. And then Fitzpatrick, I know you, mm-hmm. you always did. You wanted done him last last week. So yeah, I've, yeah, I've been playing him like crazy, dude. And he's just low owned every week, slow and steady finishes. Did high. You, and you also fucking picked Warinsky. Yep. God bless man. Yeah. It was nice. I might, I think uh, Fitzpatrick almost made more than Warinsky last week. I'd say it's probably pretty close. <laughs> Fitzpatrick, you know, he's he's hitting it well. Um, yeah. He's just one of those guys too who you know, I don't the, the weather. Obviously, I don't really I wouldn't worry about that. You know, he's from England, used to playing in similar type of conditions. Um, so I like Fitzpatrick a lot. You know, if I was going to narrow it down to you know my top three in this range, Berger, Fitzpatrick, and Morikawa for sure. Yeah, Berger, I'm on, I'm on the Berger train with you. I think Morikawa is phenomenal. We, we talk about long iron play. He's one of the best on tour right now. He's just behind JT near the top in a approach like T to green game with the irons. Very, very strong there. So I like both of those. A couple others that are intriguing to me is Jason Day. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, he's actually playing really good golf right now. Sixth last week, fourth, seventh in his last three events. I'm just waiting for the back to come up and screw us over. But at that price point, a guy that's won – majors before can play at tournaments like this i think jason day is very very interesting at 8400 bucks i love fitz 81 we just kind of hit on him uh six last week third 27th in his last three events slow and steady um if this is kind of going to be an overcasty day or they try to make the course run a lot yet to play it a little different it fits these euro guys phenomenally so a guy like fitzpatrick that can play kind of all different types of game at 8100 and like i said in the slack chat i just keep playing him every week because he's a top talent in the world that's always low priced and never gets ownership. It's like everything you want from a, a, a play. So Fitz is always on my radar. And then I can't leave this range without mentioning Taco Tits himself. I was um, wondering if you're going to get there. It's it's GPP only. Very, very clear on that one. But it's one of those guys that in events like this where you kind of have to grind it. This is where Patrick Reed shows up. Because if anything, it tilts everybody's face off seeing Patrick Reed on the leaderboard. And he loves that kind of crap. 47th last week, but then uh, 10th at the Memorial, a, a bigger event. Then 39th, miscut, 24th, miscut, 7th. It's like he's super tilting. Um, he does punt okay on Pent, not great. 
It's just a matter of if he's finding the fairway off the tee, he can grind this course out very, very well. Now, you see his missed cut events, and I know people that are listening or guys I've talked to, he was spraying it that whole weekend. It was just you didn't even want, want to see the shot tracker because it was done. But when he's on fairways, good approach game. He's at least he's at least uh, avoiding bogeys, which will be huge this week. So I think Reed at 8,000 is also another guy that he could uh, really annoy some people this week, and I'm always a fan of Patrick Reed annoying people. So that's always fun stuff. All right, 75 to 7,900. You got Fina at 79, Woodland at 79, Scott 78, Rose 78. God, the fall of Justin Rose. My goodness. Speed 77, Fleets 77, Answer, Sungjae, Phil, Usti, Garcia, Leishman, Lowry, Cooch, Casey, Wolf. Very intriguing names. Veterans that are usually pretty high owned, and then some other guys. Who are you liking in this range? Start. Let's talk. Let's talk about Justin Rose for a second. So that price tag is ridiculously low. Um, last year in the PGA Championship, he finished 29th. Year before that, 19th. Year before that, missed the cut. 22nd in 2016 fourth in 2015 and 24th in 2014. So he, he's missed one cut out of the last, what, five or six or whatever. Um, but like, you know, where exactly is his game at? That's a, that's a million dollar question. I mean, for me, I'm most definitely willing to take a chance with him at this price tag, um, you know, in, in this tournament Finau the same thing, but I feel like Finau will garner more ownership because he, typically does anyways. So maybe a nice little pivot is to go to Rose. Um, Adam Scott, he hasn't played at all. Where's his game at? Who knows? GPP play though, for sure. Tommy Fleetwood at 7,700. I know the guy has not been playing well. I mean, a great Sunday, really good Sunday. Finally had a good round. I mean, I, I feel like it's been forever since he had a good round, but shoots seven under. Is it is par 72 there, right? Yeah, par 70. Five under. He shoots five under. Um, yeah, it says it right there. I mean, <laughs> it literally says it right there. So he had two rounds in the 60s, an even poor round, or a two-over round, and then a three-over round. So, you know, but at $7,700, like, they're, like, begging me to go 100% Tommy Fleetwood. So I can lose my money on that. Um, Phil Mickelson at 67, or 76 now. Second place last week. Buddy, if you can't spray off the tee, I don't want to play Phil. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a, this is a course that will not be kind. To but I, I, I will say this. He's got the short game. Mm-hmm. We know that 100%. Um, he likes he likes the, the left coast. Mm-hmm. We know that. Uh, and, you know, Phil, if he can keep it in the fairway, I think he'll have a chance now. I'll let everybody know if I'm going to play him. Because if, if I play him, he's going to miss the cut. If I don't, then probably going to come up with another top 10. <laughs> so keep that keep that in mind. Um, but, I, I, you know, I don't mind him. Sergio, 7,600. He's been playing pretty well um, of late. He played last week, didn't he? Yeah, because uh, I played him, I think. Yeah. Nice little 35th place finish. Um, basically made three straight cuts before that. You know, at 7,600, another guy, they're just begging me to play. Louis Ustay's in at 7,600. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like I could really make a lineup of yep. guys who were favorites, mm-hmm. and just use these seven K guys. So like three, four years ago, yep. you know, favorites to win majors. Um, obviously, Phil probably a little bit longer than that, but you know, Sergio won a, a Masters recently. Tommy's played well in majors recently. Justin Rose, 
don't know the last time he won a uh, major, but what a, I mean, it's a loaded range. Like these, some of these guys just really needed to be in the eight K range, and then yep. some of those guys in the eight K range you need to put in the nine K range. But DraftKings just likes to make it easy. Last but not least, Matt Kuchar hits a lot of fairways. Um, he'll hit a lot of greens. You know, I, I for cash games, especially seventy five hundred. You know, it's hard to see him missing a cut here. I know he's not been playing as good, but still making. You know, I, I would be most definitely willing to to play Matt Kuchar in cash games this weekend if I'm going to play him. So, yeah, that I mean there, there's so many more too. I didn't even mention Sung Jay. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with Paul Casey. Um, Spieth is in this range too. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but you know what's a major when you get cash game Kuchar at 75? It's like a it's a staple. Yeah. Major. They just yeah. stuck him right in the middle of the 7K range. Like, yep, here's your free square and, and cash. He, and he used to would have been like 40%, 50% owned. Yep. Now, and he'll probably be in cash games, probably not not nearly that. But, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd still consider him a pretty safe play. Yeah, like anything can happen. Golf is golf. But for a guy that's going to hit fairways and avoid a lot of bogeys, like unless he just does something completely off the wall, he, he's a good bet to make a T70 entice cut. Like that's, right. that's what Cooch does pretty well. Um, he stays out of trouble. That's why you, like, you don't play him a lot in GPPs because you usually don't see him winning events like this, but making the cuts, that's your guy. Right. Um, in this range, though, if we want to talk about winning, another major champion he did not, did not mention, uh, and, and if you want to just be accurate off the tee and not need a driver, Gary Woodland, $7,900. A guy I can definitely get behind. He, he did win a, a U.S. Open on the West Coast, down the road in Pebble Beach. Uh, 57th last week, not ideal, but the 22nd at the Memorial, 6th at the Workday. So Woodland at 79, I can take a peek at. I do like Scott at 78. This is just what Scott does. Doesn't play forever. Shows up at the big events. And if it's, it depends on what putter he's using, but the boy can ball out at any time. Like, I'm not worried about him like I am with Tiger at times. So Scott at 78, the GPP. Um, I think a guy that's going to get lost in this range because of all those names you mentioned that are justifiably so. Abraham Answer at 77. Talk about iron play and approach game. Like, he's one of the best on tour since the comeback of just hitting, uh, hitting greens and regulation. Like, this guy's a monster. So at $7,700. I like Honest Abe quite a bit. Uh, I already mentioned like I like Day this week, so I, I like to, to hurt myself. I like Usti this week, and it, it's a lot to do with what you said about you know past majors and all that kind of stuff. But at seventy six hundred dollars, he finished sixth last week. He's made uh, four straight cuts. I guess you can count last week as an automatic cut, but he's playing decent golf. And a, a guy that can in a field like this, accurate off the tee, Usti can be your guy at seventy six, and Cooch at seventy five. I'm with you there. So, like, you can make arguments for many. Like, you you named a bunch of guys that I, I no problem with at all. Those are where I'm, I'm narrowing things down at this point in time. Um, we're going to get even – there's even more guys in the 7 to 7,400 range that are very viable. Basically, what I'm going to say is the 7K range, you can definitely play ownership. Like, if you want to get chalkier up top, you can differentiate down here and have a lot of fun. So, uh, speaking of the 7 to $7,400 range, Jesse, who are you targeting down here? So, start with Chez. Um he he lost strokes putting last week, but he hit the ball really well. He's, he's you know known for uh, not not known for his length by any means, but he hits a lot of greens. He hits a lot of fairways. Um, if he can get the putter going, it'd be great. You know, he only lost two and a half strokes putting on Sunday this past week. One on the day before, two and a half on Friday, and uh, and actually gained one uh, on <laughs> on Thursday. So. Uh, the putter was terrible and he still shot nine under for the week. Um, which tells me he's hitting it really close and, uh, and hitting a lot of, just hitting a lot of greens and, and hitting it in the, in the right spot. So it seems to me like he has pretty good control over his game at this point. I love Chez at $7,400. Brendan Todd's the same thing. I mean, 
you know, with Brendan, I didn't, you know, when, when I told that guy to bet him to win last week, I, I really didn't think he'd lead it for three days. <laughs> and the guy have a chance um, going into Sunday, especially in that field. But, you know, at 7,400, I feel like he can make this cut and, you know, potentially top 20. Um, Harris English is, the, you know, basically the same thing. You know, he did not play last week, did he? Uh, Labs no, hasn't he loaded my shit not. on here. No, he did not. Three straight top 20s before that. The 3M, 18th, Memorial, 13th, Heritage, 17th. Guy's playing pretty well, $7,200. That's a steal, in my opinion. Danny Willett at 7200 as well. One of those guys who just shows up at random times. Um, you know, he was fourth at the Rocket Mortgage roughly a month ago, then played the Memorial, finished 32nd. And he was in the field last week and played like shit, 70th. Uh, last week, but he's one of those guys that I just picture playing well. And if the weather's not not great, um, I throw my couple lineups. I'm gonna talk a little bit about strategy at the end of this. So remind me to do that before we get off. Like strategy for a couple different routes to take. Tom Lewis played well last week. Has been playing very well since he started on the PGA Tour. Uh, it, after well, he missed the cut to Charles Schwab, which was his first start. Then he came back to the Rocket Mortgage, finished twelfth. 32nd at the 3M, and then just had a fucking insane weekend. Shot nine under this past sa- uh, Saturday, and then and then backed that up with a four under round on Sunday to, to sneak inside the top two there. So finished in a four-way tie for second this past week. Tom Lewis at 7,100. And then Kevin Streelman, uh, apparently he's Andrew Kirst, but um, at 7,100, the dude's been playing pretty solid golf as well. Uh, so I would consider him for some a, a few lineups. You know, I'm not not big on Strillman, but my you know my fave here is obviously Chaz, like I already talked about. Yeah, Anderkurs was the reason why Todd lost too. He went before he teed off on Sunday. Basically, said it was locked up for Todd. Oh my god, and it's imploded. So yeah, he, he, it's a gift he has, an absolute gift. And I think Todd, <laughs> I think I think Todd's interesting at 74 because like the reason I liked him last week, fairways, good approach game. Like that's what he does so well. He, he nails fairways. It, it just depends on where his head's at. But um, I think this is an interesting week for him at 7,400 with you on Chez as well at 74. I'm with you English at 72, all kind of similar games that we're looking at in that regard. Uh, a couple other guys I was looking at, though, um, Henrik Stenson made his return last week. You know, hitting that that's three-wood stinger around here could be very, very uh, conducive to some some nice uh, safe pars slash birdies on this golf course. Uh, Stenson, 35th last week in his return to golf. I think he's interesting. Like a GPP Kisner, a guy where you have to just be accurate off the TM, and he plays well on bent grass, good good around the green game. He could be a nice low owned play at seventy one that might sneak into a top twenty or so. Um, I, I like the Streelman call at seventy one, and then a couple others if you want to get down here. Corey Connors actually playing really good golf. Uh, he can't putt half the time, but tee to green, very very strong. Thirtieth last week, twenty second, thirty ninth, twenty first, nineteenth. Last five trips on tour, so I think he's got some upside at seven K. And then Bezenhut. I, I probably mispronounced that. 20th last week, 22nd at the Memorial. I think he's very, very live at $7,000. So I think he's another one to take a peek at. Now, it is a major, Jesse. So we have lots of options in the 6K range. Um, some good, some bad. After a certain point, I kind of got sick of looking at names yeah. in the 6K range. Like, I, I just like, you know what? That's enough. So where are you looking at down here? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some some chances here. But, you, I mean, you li- literally with this pricing, you don't have to be in the 6K range. No, you don't. You do the fuck you want to. Not have to be in the six guy range, but if you're down here, few options. Uh, Matthias Schwab, 
did not play last week, um, but has played some decent golf uh, in the last month. You know, he finished 32nd at the uh, 3M, and then he did miss the cut at the Memorial. But at the 3M, you know, th- those last three rounds were, were under par in, in the 60s. Um, he's a guy to consider. Brendan Steele at $6,900, uh, another kind of left coast specialist. Um, he won the he's won he's, he's won the Safeway Open like seventy four thousand times, hasn't he? Yep, he went back to back a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, coming off a thirteenth place finish at the Memorial, which is really good. Um, sixth at the Travelers, so I mean he's he's had some top fifteen finishes here in his last three starts. He did finish fifty second at the Work Day, which is a little bit of a different golf tournament. But uh, Keegan Bradley at sixty seven hundred, I think he's he's live as well. Now Russell Henley. So when I look at um, Fantasy Golf or Fantasy National Golf Club, um, one of my favorite stats to look at on there is opportunities gained. And basically, what it is is you know guys who have who hit it within I think 15 feet and have basically have an opportunity to a, a legitimate opportunity to make a birdie. Because um, I feel like, dude, and this is just me, I feel like when my guys hit it inside 15 feet that they're gonna that they should make it. They Don't should more like often that? Yeah, they should. They really I mean, should. It never when happens like that. Yeah, when they and then you get yourself into angry. a golf tournament and you four putt, and you realize how difficult putting is when there's when you have pressure and nerves. You know what I'm if saying? There's stuff on the line. A little difficult. I mean, if you guys owe me in DraftKings this past week, man, you guys would have been fucking tweeting your faces off at me. Anyways, he's first over the last 12 rounds. Uh, he is first in opportunities gained. Now he's 133rd in three putt avoidance. But dude's hitting it really well. $6,600, more than willing to take a chance with with Russell Henley. I'm going to definitely get him in on my um, three max builds. And uh, if you're if you're going 20 or you're, you know, 150, I would have Russell Henley in a, in a few lineups. Jason Duffner, another guy who, uh, you know, when his ball striking gets on. Um, so there's a couple, and I'm just going to jump into this real quick. A couple different ways to look at this golf tournament. You know, obviously we don't know exactly how difficult it's going to be, right? Yeah. And this is the same way. It's the same way for every major except for the, the Masters. Yeah. yeah, because they play that same golf course every year. So what always happens in every single one of these majors is, oh, it's going to play so hard or we think it's going to play so easy. And then, you know, you never know. It might be the complete opposite of what everybody, the, everybody out there thinks is going to happen. I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't know. I don't have a clue. So what am I going to do? I'm going to look at it from a couple different perspectives. I want guys who, if it does play difficult, who hit fairways, hit greens, and make pars. But let's say that it's not that difficult, and you got guys like Bryson just throwing it over top of trees, and who cares where it lands, and he's getting up and down all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want those those high upside guys as well, so guys who aren't necessarily hitting a bunch of fairways, and then therefore they're missing greens, but they – they have a decent short game, and you know, obviously, they can they have the ability to make birdies whenever they do hit the ball right and correctly way out there in the middle of the fairway. So that's how I will approach this. Like, so if I'm making twenty lineups, you know, I'll probably do five and five that way, and then ten a mix of the rest of the guys that I like. If I'm doing one hundred and fifty lineups, you know, I'll probably up that to twenty five and twenty five, and then. You know, if I'm doing 150, then I'm looking at starting to look at waves and probably doing some wave lineups and then yada, yada, yada. But long story short, it's a little bit more on, on that. But 
people don't think about that very often. Like they just listen to what the, I guess, industry, you know, group think is that this is going to play difficult or it's not. And, you know, then when shit like uh, Aaron Hills a couple years ago at the U S open, when we thought it was all going to play harder than hell and Brooks shot like 47 under. Yeah. All right. Last but not least here, uh, Nick Taylor, 6,300. He's playing really solid golf too. Where did he finish last week? Uh, let me pull up Nick Taylor for you. Uh, he played at the CUDA, I believe. No, no, no. He played at WGC. Oh, 35th. Yeah. 35th. My yeah. bad. 35th place finish. Um, one over round on Sunday. Uh, three under for the week. Uh, Nick Taylor at 6,300. Yeah, I think he's fine. And if you're way down here, Brian Stewart at 6,100. I mean, he's a guy that just, you know, he's a ball striker. If he can ever get the putter going, he'll be all right. But, yeah, I mean, uh, there's I like- a few other names down here. I don't know, man. I like what you mentioned about the course, though, because literally, if they go and cut the the rough, that changes right. everything. Uh, if they keep the green soft, these guys can score. Like it, it's it, there's a lot of factors involved. Like if they, if they keep the greens relatively normal and they maybe trim the the rough down, it'll be a lot like last weekend because par seventy last week was par seventy, a little over seventy two hundred. It'll be very similar in that regards. So it's just a matter of you know. I think that's why I want them all, if they're in the fairway, I think these guys can attack and there'll be birdies to be made. Right. So uh, there's some undulating greens. Those will make things interesting. Again, it depends on how fast they make the greens. So things we don't know, as you said. So that's a good point there uh, when building lineups. When I'm looking at 6K, a guy like Joel Dahman, he had a rough Sunday, but, man, he was firing away on Saturday. A guy at 6,900 that has that upside. Siwoo Kim, I've been starting to play him lately because he like, just gets no respect, and I get part of it. But $6,700 for a guy that's been making cut after cut after cut, when you look at his recent form, 41st last week, 46th, 18th, 64th, 57th, 11th. So he's made six straight cuts. Not all great, but a couple, you know, T18s are better there. Uh, at 6,700, he's got that birdie upside. Plays well on the West Coast also. Mackenzie Hughes at 66, a guy that can uh, has a pretty good tee to green game. And uh, you'll see him, especially first-round leader type stuff. He'll fire away on the opening rounds. And you just kind of pray he hangs on. Sixth at the Memorial for a uh, good old um, Mackenzie Hughes. And he finished um, – Third at the uh, – that was not the one we were – third at the Travelers. So, Mackenzie Hughes playing well there. Uh, Jim Furyk, if you want an accurate, see, boring guy. He just won his debut on the senior tour this past week. So, you look at him, Sun Kang at 64 in GPPs. Denny McCarthy, if you're looking for a guy that can putt well, save pars and whatnot, Denny's your boy. So, 6,300 there. And Lucas Aber from Europe. He hasn't missed a cut all year, most of them on the European tour, but he's finished well in the WGCs he's played in. He's at $6,300. So the way I look at it this way, WGC is usually the top, you know, 50 to 70 in the world. He's priced at $6,300. Just kind of, I know it's a little different. The Euro guys, they're not, you know, people complain about the way the rankings are. Well, that's out of my control. But if you're looking at guys that are ranked like the top 70 or so, so let's just say he's a top 100 golfer. Let's just do that. He's still 6300 bucks. That's not top 100 pricing. So see where that leads you there. Real quick, so you go back to last year. They played at Bethpage Black, the PGA Championship. Very difficult golf course, 800 par wins. Year before that, 1,600 par wins. Year before that, 800 par wins. And then there was five straight years of, of double-digit under par. So it's not like – the PGA tries to set this set these golf courses up to play mm-hmm. difficult, but you know it doesn't always end up working well, out that ar- way. They've already said this week they want to make it play – um, not easy, but play scorable if you're out of trouble, but make it difficult if you're in I trouble. Got you. They flat out said that's how they want this course to be. So, and, and, but you, you know what? That, that's that's how also be. how 
That's how exactly. If you hit the fairway, you should get rewarded. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, like that so, was the worst part about that. I can't remember which major it was when they when the one this thing was the second one. Brooks won when they were hitting the green and it could never stay. Like that sucked. You're hitting good golf shots, you have no chance. That sucks. Yeah, but I like I like watching that stuff too. Well, the carnage is fun to watch, but when you know how it is when you're playing and how demoralizing that can be, knowing you just hit a beautiful golf shot and it's just like forty yards off the green now. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. So yeah, little things like this. I'm looking forward to it though because majors. The the questions are what make majors so much fun, and that's what makes the tilt so much fun. So um, let's recap for everybody as we chatted it up here. Ten uh, K and above. Who's your number one? I'll say Rory. Okay, I'm going to go with Xander at 10, but we said before, you can make cases for all of them. Uh, in the, the luxurious four-person 9K range, uh, I'm going to go with Webb as my one. What's your one? Can we not have two? You want, you want to take four? <laughs> <laughs> Webb. I, I'm on Webb, too, dude. Yeah, it's too hard in that range. I have to take Webb. Uh, in the 8K range, you said three. What what three were they again? Uh, Burger, Morikawa, and Fitz. Yeah, I'm going to go. I like those three, too. Uh, to mix it up, I'll say Jason Day, Fitz, and Morikawa. Um, 7K, 7,500 and above, go with two guys. Um, Fleetwood and Cooch. I'll go Woodland and Answer. Um, 7 to 7,400, go with two. Chez, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck when he misses the cut. Um, and uh, Harris English. I'll go with Chez and Bezenhut. And I know I'm mispronouncing. I heard uh, Nance say it over the weekend, and there's no chance I can ever get that right without saying it like 45 times. Like, there's zero chance. Um, 6K range, go for two guys. Henley and Steele. I'm going to go with Siwoo Kim and Joel Dahman. Those will be my two guys. So it just tells you how much I don't want to go down there. All right, if you're starting a cash lineup, who are you starting with? I mean, I think Fitzpatrick is cash worthy. Um, Sergio is, is uh, I feel like, cash playable. And then we already talked about Cooch. Yeah, I'm going to go Webb, Morikawa, and Cooch. Start with those three. Build from there. I'll say that much. You don't need to get in the 10K range. You probably don't even have to get in the 9K range if you want to make it really balanced. Keep that in mind. Um, If you're starting a GPP, who are three guys you're starting with? So Henley, um, Tom Lewis, and that leaves $9,000. So you can drive pretty much whatever you want to after that. But – you know, I would throw a guy like uh, more Cowboy in there, and then I'd probably even try to fit, you know, from there like Webb, and it's you know, pretty much do whatever you want to. Yeah, you can get pretty creative in that regards. Um, all like the guys in the chat have been doing the the core cascades lately, so like here's three guys I would start with: Fitzpatrick, Woodland, and Answer, and then you can decide to go high and lows around those three. I think that leaves some upside for sure. And um, who you got winning this bad boy? What kind of odds are, are on Webb? Webb is at uh, 28 to 1. I had him written down because I think those are phenomenal odds for Webb Simpson. And then I would sprinkle I would sprinkle a little bit on Russell Henley. You are into Henley, so let me uh, control F him so I can find it easier. Um, he is 200 to 1. Sprinkle, sprinkle. telling you. Yes, sprinkle. Maybe a top 20 bet in there. Maybe, maybe go that route too. But uh, I think other guys... I think Morikawa at 33 to 1 has some legs to it as well. So there's a lot of uh, cases in the major. You got the big boys playing. Lots of arguments can be made. But uh, any final thoughts? You want to recap some of your strategy? What do you got for the people this week? Yeah. uh, So watch the weather. I think that, you know, San Francisco weather play a factor. So right up till, 
you know, uh, Wednesday evening. So the lock will probably be what, like, what time they take off your time? About seven. Yeah, seven or eight. We're gonna get prime time golf, which is gonna be awesome. I love yeah, being able to come home from work. Like, you, it's nighttime for you guys. I get to watch it like while I'm eating dinner. I absolutely love it. Like, Sunday night finishing up with the majors, perfect. Well, the great, the great thing is I'm playing in the golf tournament this weekend, so I won't be home. You get to watch like, it when you get back. You're yeah, perfect. yeah, it'll be it'll be wonderful. Can't wait for that. Uh, so weather, obviously, keep keep your eye on that. Again, like you know, if you're making a lot of different lineups, twenty more, you know, I would. Uh, just can just try to consider the possibilities. You know, is it going to play really difficult? You know, I want the guys who make pars. If it's going to play really, is it going to play more easy? You know, I want the guys who make birdies. So, um, making lineups that route, in my opinion, is a good way to take in these in these major tournaments. This U.S. Open and the and the British Open included, or the, the Open Championship. Yeah, well, and another thing I'll add is um, join us in the Slack chat. It's free. If you just want to get in there, just message one of us. We'll get you in there. The guys are chatting all the time. Uh, we'll break down as weather comes out. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it out here. It's not supposed to be any rain, but you never know. It's like I said, it could be a wet mornings. They're they're talking about that. It's going to be cool. Like highs like sixty five, lows of like low fifties in the morning. The ball's not going to travel as much. Going to be wet in the mornings. Just do alone with the fog, and usually get some wind off the ocean quite a bit. So it, like it's not supposed to be super windy. You never know though. So let's keep an eye on that. But uh, it should be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a beautiful golf course. Uh, they've done a lot of good work to it. Uh, it used to be a dump, and now it's turned into quite the place. So it's been it's been over a year uh, since we've had a major, man. Yeah, it's freaking crazy, man. Like when I looked at it, I'd like triple take when it said first major of the year. I'm just like, oh, that's how shitty 2020's been. It has been. <laughs> it just sums but it up right there. <laughs> we get we get this major, and then we got the really good golf tournaments coming up as well. So. Yep. The, the playoffs, the open, the masters and like to the matches in November, I just pray they we just get a week of no bad weather. Just let it happen. <laughs> just leave it alone. Yeah. And then hopefully we got football coming back and stuff like that too. So Yep. Craziness is around us. Embrace it. Stay safe. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Endrick. Give a rating review on iTunes. We'd much appreciate it. And have fun this week. Until next time, this is the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2020 PGA Championship. Catch you guys later.